Yeah. And then I bought a shirt. And it was like one of these kind of like tight fitting like granddad necklines. And I was Aye. like, it's fucking good. Just pull that out of your mouth, mate. Just uh, went to put it on the day. That's perfect. Went to put it on the day. And I was like, oh, can you fucking get it by there? Like, oh, oh mate, it. tell me about it. I've got like, um, well, I, I had a job. We'll just fucking, we'll record anyway. But um, I had a, a, a better paying job up until about a year ago. Um, left it by choice, to be fair. And um <clears throat> So I've got like, I went through like a whole sort of like mental health thing yeah. uh, where I just went to Brayhead and spunked money like every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd, like, I, I couldn't go for a night out without having a new Fred Perry and a new aye, set aye, of Levi's aye. and a new Your set of trainers. Did get Literally, a bit excessive, man. It, it, it yeah. really did. It really did. But the good thing is, is that since I've left that job, the excessive wardrobe has meant that I don't need to buy clothes, right? Aye. But literally like... A week ago, I was like, oh, mate, all my jeans, every pair of skinny jeans that I've got, I'm like, I can't fucking get into them. Oh, so that's why I'm wearing these baggy fucking jeans all the time. <laughs> I dude, I've, I'm exactly, I've, I got a pair of flares. Um, I bought a pair of flares about fucking two years ago when I was living in Scotland. And because uh, I went through a pure like, jet revival myself, I was like, I fucking love jet. <laughs> and like, bought a pair of, I was fucking boots in that as well, like fucking uh, nice. flares and that. And so over the last, it was a, the only size I get was a, a size 36. It's like fucking two sizes too big. So I was wearing this fucking belt all the time. But see now, they're snug. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Get me out of gym. Mate, I've silver lanes, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean, my, my girlfriend's a bit younger than me, and honestly, she's she's like... She it's not competition. I know. <laughs> she up until, well, there's a point to be telling you how young she is, other than, you know, like, I'm a creep. Um, she uh, she said to me, cheers, right, lads. No I, cheers, boys. I'll be able to get back to normal. Aye. Fucking yes, man. I know, mate. And I really swanky look you do with that. It Paul, looks great, the graph you've put in here, man, is incredible. Aye. Aye we, we can call it a studio, mate, because we were Aye, recording, recording a must. It's been a bit of an ongoing joke that our studio yeah. was never a studio, hint it was just a bedroom. But um, I, she didn't believe me that people actually wore fucking flares. And I was like, no, listen, there was a point where everybody migrated uh-huh. for flares to skinny jeans around 2003. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, see, before that boot cut flares, that was the look, man. Aye. That was the fucking look. It was like double denim, like leather ja- tight leather jackets, <clears throat> a set of flares, pair of boots, man. Aye, that's, that's when, I, when I was at college, when I went to North Castle College, that's what I, I was, I was like, flares for, um, Pop flares, remember pop, pop jeans, pop flares. <laughs> Aye, mate. Pop flares. Uh, got them, and the, the, the kind of uh, like Liam Gallagher kind of Puma trainers that he used to kind of flat old Puma trainers. That was me and a, a, a Puma top and I did this tracking and all that kind of stuff. Looked the business. Right? Aye, that's <laughs> honestly like, looking back at them like oofed. But that's what people are going back to now, mate. I had the the running where back to work and was pure shit, man. I've not worn shoes in a year. And like, the only <laughs> pair of shoes I've got are like a beat up pair of shit. I need to go and buy shoes. And then, fuck man, I need to go and get trousers. And it's just been like a pure step at a time. Where I've discovered all the shit that I've just not really been getting a fuck about in the last <laughs> year. Like, stupid stuff like, get up to work, put my watch on, and you watch battery. And it's just been like a day, a day, a day, a day where I've just stumbled into something new that I now need to replace because I've went a year without getting a fuck about it. You know what I mean? I'll need to turn my. Jesus. I'll Flight mode. I I'm out, I'm out pretty much straight after this. I'm going to uh, meet my best mate. I'm going to Pally in Denison. All right. Oh, yeah, it's class in there, mate. Do you know, do you know, um, Pally? What's that? It used to be, what was the one that they, <laughs> we've got a story about that pub. <laughs> it's a story it, about a lot of pubs, it, it, it's, 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 it's not exactly like PC, but uh, the one that they get chucked the best for laughing at the, the Down Syndrome guy on karaoke. 
Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Literally, mate. Like, we had, so, Ma had a flat, right? White Vale Street one time. This, oh. this was, well, well, my now girlfriend and his then girlfriend. <laughs> right. Um, and they, like, they're a bit rowdy. Like, you were in a band, right? There's something about birds that hang about with bands, right? Why? Oh, Other than, the, because they were only groupies, they were girlfriends, they were like wags, wives and girlfriends, right? Uh-huh. But they were like, as mental, if no more mental than what we were. So, Aye. But it was like a random Friday night, the Friday nights in this flat in Whiteville Street were always oh, just fuck. like at least 15 cunts. You know what it's like, you're in a band, like, there's all bands there, the birds are there. There was a there's piano, always, there was a pool table. There was guitars. <laughs> So it was a good wee gaff, but um, um, <laughs> huge, man. it was like the lasses get sick of your shite one Friday night. My mum will go down for a beer, like somewhere else, and they went down to that pub. I think it was at Redmond's it used to be or something like no, that. No, Redmond's is still along the road. Redmond's is along the road for that. Right. So I, I'm sure, it, the Pally's one's on the corner, on the corner right. So it was definitely that pub. It's, I can't remember. What I don't remember what it was called. Aye, aye. Paul McJimpsey, aye. He, so uh, they went down and... I don't know if I'll cut this out or no, fuck knows. But <laughs> basically what happened was is they were steaming and a couple of them were like pure, get her, get him off of karaoke, fucking boo, you know what I mean? Like somebody's up trying to sing angels and it turns out that the fucking guy had Down syndrome. Oh, These family are nutters and they're in the corner basically going, get the fuck out of here, we're going to stab you. Fuck's <laughs> sake. Street in like 2006 or something like that, you know what I mean? And, but before it became uh, gentrified. It was, it was like the shortest There was another one at the alley as well. Remember at the alley you had your Northern Soul t-shirt? Aye, because it was green and white. Because it was green and white, somebody was pure, get the fuck out of this pub. Christmas, Christmas Day. Aye, like. it was Christmas Day. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Because he had a green t-shirt on. But my mate's Ma owns Alexandra and right. it's a notorious, like, fucking ranger show. Do you Aye. know what I mean? Right. But just because he had a green t-shirt, it was literally like, using it to leave. It was see, that's, that's, that, that kind of thing, that kind of does my nothing. Let's see, like, people that are that, that, that staunch, do you know what I mean? Mm. They, they they can be they can be so blinded by it and just kind of go. Just a colour. Like, I'm an Rangers fan. Doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Or like vice versa. If you've got a blue t-shirt, or ever like, like all my mates are all every one of them. Apart from Molly, they're all Celtic fans, yeah. and I'm a Rangers fan. Me, me and Molly are Rangers fans. So we've we've taken. Ten years of a beating, do you know what I mean? And it's Aye. been brutal, but it's been funny. It's been, it's I'm, been I'm, absolutely I'm, hilarious. I'm, 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 oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the one of these one. I'm the one of these kind of like mad strangers. I just like I, like obviously a beat uh, the other night, and I was just like, I don't care. Like in the morning, another old from the morning, I don't care. I'm see as it like as of Monday, they're not paying my wages. They, uh, you know what I mean? They're not doing yeah, that. It's, exactly. It's, it's, I think it's the morning is likely to be the most pointless game of football Aye. of all time because there's just nothing at stake. There's nothing... There is, 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 I think it's made of expectation though. Yeah, I just don't yeah. expect that we'll come foaming at the move for it. You know uh, what, I mean? like, what, what you just said there's absolutely bang on, mate, because like they, they don't pay your wages uh, and this is part of the problem is, is that people treat it like it it, it is everything uh-huh. to them. You know what I mean? And like I've told this story in a podcast before, watching the Celtic Lazio game two seasons ago, I sweat clean through a t shirt and I just decided then and now that's it for me. I'm not putting myself through this anymore. Like <laughs> the stress, man. The, the stress here and I had conversations with people like, but that that's what football's about. Yeah. Like that when you, you win that last minute goal and that's what it's about. And it it was almost like 
it felt like anxiety uh-huh. I, like years for years ago and it was too much a reminder yeah and then I, did, I just had that sort of same thought process you just had there mate where I was like this doesn't pay my bills I care too much about that mm-hmm. I get angry I get frustrated I get you know I get sad and it's like I'm I've just stopped, gonna, I've stopped you know. putting my money in but I, I, I'm still at the point where I this season has been brutal like mm-hmm. Stacey just popping her head in on the nights with those games on just being like Shite eye, and I'm like, aye. <laughs> 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 Don't speak to me. Just get your head Don't get me wrong, I'm not kicking dugs or anything like that, but I'm like, I'm still feeling it. I'm still <laughs> feeling it, you know. But like you like. just said there, mate, like, um, you take the ups and the downs. Uh-huh. If you've got a group of mates where you can have that banter, you're actually probably moving into the realm of, like, not common. You know, mm. like, people are taking it so fucking seriously. Aye. Like, recently, it's, like, it's well, wild it's, to watch, you know. It's the... the, the there's a couple of them that really do, like uh, my mate Ali, Kev, Nelzo, like they, like they, they'll shut off. They will, they will literally go block me for a few days. Do not speak to me because even though I don't, I don't really, really care about it, right? I still like winding them up. Mm-hmm. So I've had a great year. It's been brilliant. Just dropping right. me, me bombs in. Oh, Aye, for sure. And it just, oh, it's been great. But like, like I said, it's just, it's just for, for. Fucking shits and giggles, man. It's not. There's no malice intended in it, and it's um, and it's taken as such. But they still kind of go right, big man. You're getting blocked for a few days because you know it's coming. Like, it's been a bit of public service in a sense because now, <laughs> you know the entire Celtic support of Achilles and they actually what it was like to lose again. So you know, what I mean, they've done us a favour in that respect. We've been dishing out long enough. Yeah, it's, you know it's, what I mean? it's, it's, see, see, and by, by the way, like the whole the, the run the Celtic were on is was incredible. What a team! Oh. And generally, I, I mean that what a team in Scotland. The whole. Be, the whole People are saying about Scott Brown, like, <laughs> you know, it's had a bad season. Celtic have had, have had a bad season, but, you know, the kind of culmination of, of, of what he's done at Celtic has been incredible. Oh, what player, man. Oh, I mean, what a legacy. Exactly. I think Neil's got more trophies than him, you know what I mean? Aye. I think there's only one or two in it. Obviously, one of them being a very big one, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Hold on, what one's that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the... The, during the prep uh, for the for the podcast, I was thinking to myself, when was the first time I met Scott? Right. And I think it was Ian Black for Recliner. Fucking hell, Recliner. Took, <laughs> Jeez, oh. I, I hung about with all them. So, and I'm sure it was your drummer. It was a boy that the Mohawk. He was your drummer, Craig. wasn't he? Craig worked in the hotel with them in the West End, did he? I was, that rang a bell with me for some reason. No, Craig, um, when, what, when was this? Was this? Oh, mate. You, I'm pretty sure it was like 13th Note Cafe or something like that, man. This Ooh, was like, so God. then I asked you to play Christmas Eve. I've got a fucking memory like that. Right. I not. asked you to play Christmas <laughs> Eve. Mania, man. I asked you to play Christmas Eve with Ampersand. Right. So I was the lead singer in Ampersand. That's right, aye. And you played Christmas Eve. And I was, because I remember going to see you with Recliner and just thinking, I need to get you. They couldn't do the Christmas Eve gig because uh, they were for Dundee. Uh, they were like my best mates as aye. far as like bands were concerned. Mm. And I, I remember just being like, I'm just going to get these boys to do this touch gig, man, because they're fucking excellent. But um, uh, not embarrass you or anything like that, you know, but uh, <laughs> don't know if I can do this. Oh, is it going to let me do it? Oh, it's not going to let me do it. But I was going to say, like, I mean, for that sort of okay, era... just about to confirm the flares chance where he was. <laughs> I, I, I was. I had a picture of the black I'm, I'm glad there's, like, there's, there's, no, there's absolutely no evidence for that. Technical difficulties. It's fucking happening. I'm, I'm doing it. Um, but... Uh, my point was like uh, it feels like yesterday, right? Uh-huh. But also like how much has shit changed? In I know, that right? Fucking time, mate. Like, I mean, even just the haircuts. Like, we're going to see it in a minute. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm fucking going to. Is, is, is this is this the interview backstage at 
thingy. No, oh, no. It's not going to be that bad, Thank mate. God. Because that's uh, that I was. I wasn't. There you go, mate. Yes, man. Look at. Right, see, see that belt. See that belt, right? Check this out. That belt. I bought that in Mister Ben, right? For, <laughs> oh, yes. 40, 40 quid it cost me. It's a it's a East German police belt, yep. and it had a it had a, a sign, like a really faded signature in the, in, in the inside. It so it's like proper leather belt, and it's got the pure like uh, eagle and stuff on it. Belter. Don't know where it went. It's been lost Aye, somewhere, well, and I would love to say it was in some woman's house, but I was with I was with my ex wife at the time. Well, she was my girlfriend at the time, but so it was definitely not. Just for the point of the podcast, it was definitely not in another woman's house. Genuinely, no. I, I've got no idea what happened to it. Um, what age are you though? So that's that's the that's the faith mission. That is, and um, that's outside. What's the what's the bar in Dunfermline? Oh, PJ, PJ Malloy's. Yes, man. PJ's was a great gig, man. Downstairs, fucking, yep. fucking great. So that's across the road for. Um, Smoking in it as well. Oh, geez. Oh, don't tell my mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was outside there. So that would have been, Christ, that would have been about 2009. Right. I think that, well, no, I, no, took no, down, what, I took down in my notes that the, the, the Christmas, what time's up? It's, no, it's 2021. No, sorry, no, that's your time's up. What year is it? No, When did I, I get married? 2015. And we'd been split up. The band had been split up for about a year, year and a half, two, not even two years, but then so 2013. Aye, so I, I, do you know what? That may have been actually 2010. Aye, uh-huh. So I, I took down in my notes that I thought the Christmas Eve gig was 2006, but I think that's too early. Oh, way too early, man. Aye, right. Definitely, definitely. Right. Um, so what would I have been? What would we have been in 2006? I, I would have been, been idea, 20. Man. So I would have been 23. Aye, 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 aye. So then we aye. So I it would have been two no, Christmas Eve two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Did the touch gig and then that would have been a year later. But aye, aye. mate, it's it. Like I was saying there, mate, I, I just thought that the gigs were dynamic. I remember the one seeing these one night in. What's the one? It's the, it's the nightclub. What's just trolling me, man? The fucking the butterfly and the pig. What's it called? Buff club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen you downstairs in Buff Club one night. It was fucking dynamite. Like, I always enjoyed the band, man. Like, I think the, the, the actual scene in general back then was fucking was great, brilliant. Man. You could walk into pretty much any club in town any night of the week and be pretty much guaranteed uh-huh. to see at least one solid band. You I, know what I mean? Like, 100%. Like, I, I, I thought it was like the whole kind of like thing that I loved it, but it was there was, as it always has been, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the same now. Well, maybe not because I have these really kind of nice to each other these days, you know what I mean? Like, you know, oh yeah, everybody's great, yeah, fuck off, right? But like, back then... Mate, back I used then, to fucking hate the other bands that we used to No, but it was like, you know, like, you'd, 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 respect, them, you'd respect for, for other bands and like, you'd be like, yeah, if, if they were good, you'd go, they're fucking really good, right? Mm. But it was also the kind of thing where you're like, you know, it's bands that you fucking go, oh, fucking piss off, man, like, just get, what, no, get away you go, right? Um, but if you're on the same bill as them, you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, right, okay, I'm going to pop this cunt again. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, Sounds like you're talking about me, though. No, 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 but it was, uh, you know, but you'd, you'd go on, you'd, you'd put on the, the fucking, put on the face and go, oh, yeah, man, I was great, I, <laughs> I, know, I know, I mean, I was the exact same. <laughs> I, I used to, actually, that used to kind of haunt me a wee bit because then I didn't actually, like, value what people would say to me because I was so full of shit, you know what I mean? Like when I came to like other bands, like obviously like guys like yourselves, recliner, guys that you've 
obviously I came up and was like, here, I want to get you on this bill. You uh, know, like, well, clearly that guy's like, but see, like that pure, oh, aye, that was great. I used to just be like, oh, fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> fuck off, mate. You, you, know know, I mean? you know yourself, like, after a, after a set, you knew yourself, you'd be like, that was either dynamite, it was all right, or it was fucking poor, right? Mm-hmm. There was no, there was no kind of grey area. It was either one of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that a grey area? I fucking, something's still in rhymes here, man. Uh, but yeah, so, you know what I mean? You'd kind of go, that was dynamite. And everybody was fucking getting on and that kind of stuff. And we were, we were, a, we were quite a kind of turbulent band. Like we, we would fucking love each other and hate each other. But we factions in the band would be like, Scott's pissed or fucking uh, whatever. Lloyd's pissed or whatever. Sai, you remember Sai? See the guy who looks like a wig? Sai, aye, fucking. Like the pure big hair. <laughs> I still always say to the boys in Amberson, like, I'm sure that's a wig. I'm sure that's a fucking oh, wig. But you need, keep, you need to keep it in, I'm going to send that to just, him. Just banter, like, aye. obviously you knew it wasn't a fucking wig, like 21 year old guy, but aye. Aye, he had a beautiful haircut. He like. had a beautiful head of hair, man. <laughs> he, he still does. Um, it's not, I think it's quite, it's quite short. I know, prick. I'm fucking, I can I can see myself starting to go as a pain in the ass. Uh, but aye, so he, he was like, a kind of sober one. But it wasn't sweet. We'd have a beer and that kind of stuff, but like, like some me and Lloyd doing that and Craig and to a certain extent Brian, we would fucking get in spank the rider before we'd go on stage oh, and that mate, kind of stuff. Right. Or get a few beers in and uh, there's been a few a few episodes where I've not been in the best way. Uh, I mean not in the best way. For sure, for sure. In, in that respect, there's one time in Inverness where I got a fucking bass tuning peg in the eye, right in my eye socket. <laughs> The bass player went to like lift his bass up and I went to like he'd bang down on this <laughs> tiny stage and it went right in my eye. But the worst one that I've ever done, and I'll ask you the question to, to tell me like the worst one that you ever right. done because you were a front man, I was a front man. So like our sobriety was kind of like integral to the performance. Uh-huh. You know, there was many a night where I get too drunk and Aye. kind of ruin things for Aye. everybody. Uh-huh. But um, there was also London, times you get too drunk and it made things. Well, <laughs> exactly. Do you know what I mean? Life's like, a balancing act. Exactly. <laughs> But the, the <laughs> there was one night we played in Hope and Anchor in London, Brilliant. and we had obviously you're coming down for Glasgow. You're kind of hoping middle of the bill, you know, like the amount of times that you played in touch and bar. Listen, guys, going to headline these cunts of Celtic fucking tickets. Aye. they're on Polydor, but you know, like Aye. you're not allowed in the dressing room with them. But going to you do them a favour and bring your crowd, and you're like, right, fair enough. But this guy for so for London, mate. So I've got a question about that shit. Right. But um, <laughs> the we went down to Hope and Anchor, and this guy, these guys that are supporting us are like basically like London's version of the time. I like the White Stripes. There's two of them. Fucking hell. There's about 150 people, and Hope and Anchor's fucking totally. Like, I think it was at capacity, and. After they finished, we were, so we, we got there and they're like, use our headlining, like, for fuck's sake, you know what I mean? Like, second gig in London, you're like, why the fuck are we headlining? <laughs> so we've got about, maybe about 10 people there, ways, right. you know what I mean? Like, your usual, like, Matt, Matt was there, like, Aye, girlfriends were there. Or whatever. Aye, we had a minibus that came down ways. And uh, the full place just calls oh, out. With a transit van with seats bolted in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, the van. Um, they, we literally named the fucker, but we... The place emptied, and obviously you're just pure fuck off, man. You know what I mean? Like, come all the way here. So I go into the, <laughs> I went to the, the changing room with one of the guys in the band. I'll not mention his name just in case. Um, and fucking like, get the ickies out, man. Get the coke out. Took double dunted, right? Go on stage about a song and a half in. Everybody comes back into the venue, and I'm stunned. <laughs> And Get just start up. to come up. I am just starting to come up and see that way where you're like, your mind's going, calm down, but you just can't. Aye. I was just like in this mad trance and it ended up being an amazing gig. I mean, right. the guys for the support band were at the front and they were like, you are so cool. Blah, 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 usual push that you get, but what a gig. But 
literally like it was the most schoolboy error I think I've ever made. You're just Aye. standing there on stage, like you're saying, you're like pure, oh my God, like the hells are starting to come up in the back. You can't hear your vocals, you can't hear the guitars, you're just like, shit, man, I've fucked this. Do you know what I mean? Aye, 100%. I mean, I've, I've done, there's a couple of things I've done. So we we done a, we done a, a week in a like British tour uh, to, to coincide with the release of Magpie when we brought it out, right? <clears throat> and first two nights were great. The third night was in Blackpool, I think it was. Blackpool, aye, and we're staying in this wee shitty fucking bed set, man, and so we went, went out and we found the kind of nearest club <clears throat> after the gig, and uh, I proceeded to get absolutely fucking out my, out my face, like just, we, I, think, I think we'd, we'd brought a wee bit of, but I think it was a bit of coke and stuff, and some eckies and that, and, but I'd, I'd basically went, right, this is the first night that, you know, Everything's kind of went fine. Everything's went brilliant. We'd, we'd kind of, the first two gigs were good, but this one, it built up to this one, it was like fucking brilliant. And uh, so I, I just felt kind of went up. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Cookie monster. Uh, uh, and um, so the next the next gig, the next gig was in uh, Burnley, right? And uh, Burnley. And, uh, so is, is, is it the Bright Lights tour? <laughs> right, I know. Well, <laughs> Blackpool does have bright lights to be fair. It's about as I mean, bright as it got, man. Right. Honestly, God. Uh, <laughs> And so then, I, so I woke up and I was like, I've been smoking like when I was used to smoke, um, smoking that kind of stuff, and I woke up like, oh my god, I can't fucking speak. <laughs> right, woke up, woke up late, so all the guys are downstairs, and I come downstairs. I, my ex-wife had bought me a, a, a was that for Armani or Versace watch, and I'd fucking left it in the hotel. She'd get it inscribed and all that kind of stuff in the back of it. Shabby. Left it in the hotel room, raging. Oh man. Um, Phoned the hotel room like two minutes, like we're two minutes up the road, and I was like, Aye. "Is it right to clean the room?" Yeah. Did you find a, a what? No. No. Nope. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because um, I see it. I remember putting it down at the side of my bed. Anyway, so we went on to. Uh, you ever on, thought about going on Twitter and seeing if any cunt's got that watch? If it's inscribed, they want it. I never thought. I never thought. Shelled. I mean, I Paisley, you know what I mean? I, I, oh, the fucking watches in Burnley, mate. Like, hang is, I, I couldn't, I could not tell you what it, what it said in the back. Yeah, that's that's this terrible <laughs> thing. They were on fucking divorce, right? You know what I mean? uh, <laughs> okay. um, but I, so we went, went went into this gig, and I was like, my voice. I literally stood in my back to the crowd the whole night. I couldn't sing. I could not sing, so oh, I stood mate. in my back to the crowd. The, bo- the boys were like, oh, "We're doing this fucking gig," and fair play to them. Like, you're, if you done this, you're going on this fucking that stage. That was my pet peeve. You would have absolutely get booed had I been there, man. Like, like back to the stage. Like, don't front man shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> I know it was it was pure. Oh, I, I still cringe about it to this day. Do you know what I mean? Like, where was it? Uh, was it in Burnley? Oh, that was a Burnley that gig. Was a Burnley aye, gig aye, aye. Aye. Okay, aye. I was in Manchester. I don't know. We done, but we done that, and then I think I can't remember if we fucking just tied the last gig and just went up the road because of it, or we'd done the last gig. I can't remember. I think we tied it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like everybody was just fucking raging. Yeah. Like, like, I'd actually remember after the gig, after the sound check, I went out in the van and started, I was fucking crying my eyes out just because I was like, I hate, I'm, I'm one of these people that hates letting people down. Aye, and when I do let people down, it really affects me. Mm-hmm. Right? It really, really affects me mentally, really, really badly. It always has done. Um, because I, I'm, I'm, I kind of build myself up to you know, like, like, I always set myself up for a fall. I very rarely do fall, but when I do, it's fucking spectacular, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, right, uh, and, um, aye, so I've done that, and then I was like, right, look, I'll be fine. I'll have a couple of beers. I'll get some lockets into me, <clears throat> that kind of stuff. Ah, 
we often talk about when it comes to like I'm probably one I could do one as well um this is probably the mistake I think we all made at that age and I think we kind of like knew we hindsight can look back at some of the wins and say to them like look Maybe you're no anxious. Maybe it's that you've been on coke for the last three days or exactly. whatever. Uh, and yeah, we never had the, the conversations or that education at the time. And obviously, as you know, mid twenty guys, you know, out and about in bands, and you know, you think you're reinventing rock and roll for like a pub in Burnley or a fucking you know a basement in <laughs> Glasgow. You know what I mean? Like, I just mean anybody. I mean, but the, the, nobody was reinventing the wheel. You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. We were all having a good time, but I think that almost come down that you're describing uh, there is, is exactly the type of thing that we're saying to folk nowadays well maybe actually you're no mental ill maybe it's that you just need your laugh it you know yeah, what I mean yeah yeah I mean see, see with that it's like um, for years for years I, I would be I'd be very very up and down you know and, and it, it, to me and the people around me it, it was because of you know what I was doing like with, uh, with coke and alcohol and stuff like that Aye. but now, now that I've kind of now that I've been able to kind of take a step back from it and look at look at what happened and look look at my surroundings at the time and, and who I was affecting, I've kind of went right. I, I put I always like I said I always put a lot of pressure on myself. So like with the job that I had at the time, the try to still do music and stuff like that. Um, you know, can I keep have enough money to pay rent? Have enough money to go out and just I know that sounds daft, but loads and loads of pressure. I put it on myself and still keep this. Oh, yeah, but I'm a big man. Oh, yeah, yeah, big for man. sure, mate. For sure. Keep keep this kind of facade on. I think and like that pressure that you're talking about. Like I, I've explained this a couple of times to a few people. I don't know if I've ever spoken at the podcast, but I get crazy anxiety about going on nights out, and it was because I felt like I had to entertain people. Aye, yeah, I, had, I, I would sure be like, I owe, I owe people something uh-huh. because they come and see my band, and uh-huh. if I'm not feeling good and I'm having a bit of a downer, I would get him, and I would be like, pure, oh, like. I actually got to the point where I thought, I mean, this is going to sound stupid for somebody that's got a podcast. I used to think I'm socially, I'm like, must be autistic or something here because yeah. I go for these nights out and I just freeze in front of people. Mm. And it was just this. You'd often just disappear. I, I used to just disappear <gasps> on You were a name. It was actually <laughs> called. There'd be times you'd be sawing and talk to him at the bar and he'd turn around and you'd be like, where's he off? Fuck. And he's just uh, just close and he was away. <laughs> man, man. It was Batman. like, it was literally like, I think that, I don't know if this is maybe because you're fronting a band, uh-huh. but. I felt like the other boys could do that, yeah. but I couldn't. Uh-huh. But that was only just in my own heat, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I think that that's what I'm hearing for you. It's I, this pressure. I, I, I it was the, 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 pre- the pressure of being like this, kind of like, you know, I mean, the, like people used to, my mate used to say, is, you know, like you're fucking, I'm an old man as well, you're fucking hard to miss. So like, if you get walking into a pub or walking into somewhere, I mean, I've, I've seen the pictures of long fucking ginger hair. Now I've got a fucking big ginger beard. I'm quite tall. The way I dress is kind of slightly kind of... We were walking down the street 25 minutes ago and was like, oh, fuck, there's Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like that. It's, it's like kind of going, right, so then you need to turn it on. And then so you turn, I would turn it on and, like, you know, I, I would then, obviously, drink would be involved, drugs would be involved, and so I'd, it would keep going up and, going up and up and up. And see, I wouldn't want the night to finish because I was I enjoyed being that person to mm-hmm. a certain degree. And when I wasn't being that person, I was so low. Aye, yeah. man. And like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't until recently when I... Uh, a couple of years ago, when I had a, I had a complete, complete breakdown um, after my marriage ended, a, a complete breakdown, and it wasn't pretty. I tried to do, try to uh, commit suicide, and it was horrible. And I went to Menmatter, Scotland. Many, that's thing. Sorry, I'm, I'm already talking about it. Do you know what I mean? It's funny things. It's a kind of therapeutic thing. But uh, I went to Menmatter, Scotland, which is a, a kind of support group for, for mm-hmm. 
Yep. You know, guys, and it's, it's brought us a great, a great thing. Boys ah, we had the boys on the podcast. Aye, have you? Aye, aye. Who did you have on? Was it Gregor and uh, Fraser? We had, we had the two of them on. Yes, aye, man. Aye, I love, I love was, the two This was like episode like 40, and you're, you're going to be episode 108. So <laughs> they were like episode 40. Right. Um, okay, we, went a bunch through, of guys. we went through a, a, a real phase where, and I actually thought that the day, mate, I was thinking, do you know what? Scott actually ticks the boxes of like, the two main things that I started this podcast for was like, Music uh-huh. and mental health uh-huh. was yep. like just wanting to talk to bands, but also like sharing the experience Aye. of mental health. So we had the guys from Men Matters on, and like that type of like local group mm-hmm. saves lives, mate. It did. Unbelievable. It, 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 def- it definitely saved mine. Like, like I said, I, I was I was staying Shawlands at the thing. Um, I'd uh, I split up my wife. I'd moved to Shawlands. I'd fallen into another fucking rebound relationship that was just very tempestuous and stuff like that. That fell apart. <clears throat> And I'd lo- so that uh, this all happened within a space of six months. So that happened. I get made redundant. Um, a, a whole lot, a whole lot of shit happened, and it was just a lot to take. And so I, I just went and tried to do, tried to do something daft. And yeah. um, like I said, went to my mark Scotland. Um, I, I'd met a guy called Tony Crawford, who, who is, who was one of the kind of main. Well, he, I think he went for a bit, but he's been a mate of mine for a long time. Yeah. And I met him on the street. Pardon me. I met him on the street, and he just kind of went and looked at me and went. You're right, and I was ah, like, yeah. nah, nah, I'm not. And um, he said, "Look, come along to me and matters." And I've, I did it, and it, it's been it's been the best thing I've ever done. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm not one for kind of, I am now, but at the time I wasn't one for kind of talking about what happened. So mm-hmm. there was like kind of talking groups and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. and it used to be in the back of the British Art Foundation uh, store in in yep. Drumchapel, right? But now they've got a big hub. It's an amazing big open space. Got. It's great, man. Um, so went there and I sat and. <clears throat> I sat and listened and I was like, you know, I kind of went, fucking hell, like I'm not the only one. I'm not, mm-hmm. not. and I just went, the ball got passed to me and I went, right, I'm opportunity knocks and I just blotted it out, blotted out everything and uh, it was brilliant, man. It was, it was such, it was really cathartic. It was really, you know, it was such a weight off my shoulders and from then on, I didn't go to many talking groups because I thought that was enough, but it wasn't like, I, I, would, I would check in sometimes and mm-hmm. since since I've done that, since I spoke about it, I, I became even more open uh, with my, my mates and that about what happened because none of them knew. You know, none of them knew what was, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I became more open about it. And and um, so, and the whole, whole term, like, kind of, I hate saying this, right? The whole kind of like owning it. I owned it, right? But I did. I, I kind of went, right. So this is this is the thing that happened. I can't, I can't take it back. It, it happened. I failed at it. And from that, I need to become stronger. And, mm-hmm. and I did do it. And, I, and when I when I started going to men battles after a few weeks, you know, I spoke to the guys about it, and the guys were kind of going, you know, because I was open about it, and because I'm quite happy in front of people and talking and things like that. Yeah, um, it was good to kind of do that, and 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 I was quite vocal about it on social media, and you know, it got people, it got people that that I knew for years to contact me and say I'm struggling, I'm struggling, and so I was getting these emails and. and Instant messages and stuff like that kind of going. I'm struggling. You find that by the way, that when one man actually speaks up, exactly. It, like we've both had it. We've had multiple guests. I've had it. You're again backing up. So it takes and one guy to be like, I'm, I've not been all right, and but you know, I'm going to get through it. Uh-huh. To have other people just, I open up on uh-huh. us. It's actually surprisingly common, man. It's, mm. it, see, and thing is, see, see, to do that, see, it, it does, it does take a lot of, a lot of balls to kind of take and see when I big time. See when I told my mom and dad. That was that was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Is to, I was actually not far from here. I was up in um, I was in Finiston. I was in the park bar in Finiston. So I'd finished work, uh, and I walked along there, and I was not not having a good not having a good time. And I thought, obviously, obviously, a pint's going to help. 
obviously a pint's going to yeah. help, right? So after four pints, I was in, I was fucking a mess. I was crying into my cry. I was sitting sitting in a corner in the park bar and finishing crying my eyes out. And the, the wee barmaid came up. She's like, "Are you all right?" And I was like, "I'm really not." I said, "Do you want me to phone somebody?" And I was like, "Yeah, can you phone my dad?" Because I couldn't speak. I couldn't. I literally couldn't speak to him. So, mum and dad came up and picked me up. And I'm like, "What? What the fuck is?" I was still saying Sean's at the time. What the fuck is going on? And I just went and told him, and that was horrible. But mm. at the same time, it was yeah. again. It was it was such a release. Like my brother and my sister didn't even know, um, and I'm really close to both of them. Um, and I didn't, I didn't say a word, and like they, they were just like we couldn't see, we couldn't see that happening because I was so good at going the mask, in the face on, do you know what I mean? And, sure. and going, yeah, I'll go for a pint, yeah, I'll go to this, yeah, I'll go to the gym, I'll do that. And I was, wear, I still do it to, to a certain extent now. I, I still wear myself quite thin, like say, like agree to do stuff when I know I shouldn't, and I'm probably going to overlap with someone else. Like, but I do it anyway because I'm a people pleaser, and mm -hmm. it's it's a pain in the ass, right? So, sorry, Andy, sorry, Andy's going to watch this and go, aye, I've, do, I've done it with you. Uh, uh, so, I, do you know what I mean? I've, I've like, worn myself really, really thin. And it's only recently that I've, I've started to kind of pull things back and be more be more, be more, more self-centred to a certain degree, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and look after number one. And, and, and I think that's that's one of, the, one of the best ways to kind of get through, uh, get through kind of a period of poor mental health and things like that. It's, you know, you, you need to be open and honest with people so that they know what's going on, Absolutely. but at the same time, at the same time, and, and you need to be around people as well because being who you don't is the fucking worst, the worst thing, thing you can do. Because for, sure. for, for me, <clears throat> when I was on my own, I'd be I'd go like, I'm feeling great. I'll go to the gym in the morning, and then it would be slowly but surely during the day. Oh, fucking, yeah, I'll get a beer. And because it, when I was in Shawlands, like, uh, <laughs> it was, so my mates are off at of Claybank, and like I've got a couple of mates in Patrick and that, and like Shawlands is Shawlands is further away than you fucking think, right? From Clyde Bank, especially, it's like yeah. there was no nobody would come over, or they would come over occasionally, and like I'd be like going, I've got I've got nobody over here, mm -hmm. and so I would go to the pub. I would actually go to Phillies and Shawlands. I got to know the bar staff that well that I would go there for a fucking chat for a conversation. Right, so I mean it was that bad, and obviously there was alcohol involved in it as well. So after and then after a few beers, get a gram of coke, and then go back to the house with more beers on your own, doing it on my own, and. You know, it just kind of snowballed from there, and it was just—it was a horrible time. But yeah. at the same time, what I tried to do and it didn't work is, is led on to uh, led on to really good things. Like you know, I've kind of bounced back from it to, to certainly I, again bounce back ability. <laughs> <laughs> these, these, these phrases, I know, right? I, I, mate, I would say that you—I know, but I, I could almost hear what you're about to say to a certain extent. Uh -huh. mate. You've definitely fucking bounced back, uh -huh. man. You're sitting here telling your fucking story, mate. Absolutely. Like, you could have been a statistic, on you know what I mean? That's just exactly. the truth. All too easily. Like, uh -huh. more power to you that you actually had the balls to fucking open up, and mm -hmm. that is the perfect way to put it. Like, I hate this, like you know, uh, like. Men showing emotions like some sort of like, fucking weakness. It's the I, hardest thing to fucking do. I'll tell you, know you one, I mean? and it's probably indicative of where we're, how much we're changing as a society. I was in a taxi the other day where the driver was giving me chat about the end of lockdown and blah, 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 and how his missus wanted to go for a Nando's. And I was like, Aim higher, mate. I was like, all right, okay. <laughs> he was like, oh, but I thought, fuck, man, that means she's going to want to like eat in. And he was like, and I'm. And I'm a, I'm a bit anxious about that. And I was like, all right, cool. And it's pure, not to be like a woman about it. And I was like, no, dude, like, right if you're feeling anxious, anxious, the most important thing you should be doing is just acknowledging it. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, so I think we are moving, but I think there is still that conception amongst men sometimes that you're like, do you know what? I don't know if this is what I should be saying. Mm -hmm. But then 
when we talk about the cliches of owning it and, you know, yeah. bouncing back, the one that jumped out at me there was when your um, your first mate went, are you all right? Mm-hmm. And you were like, no, because we say check in on your mates, you know, yeah. we say check in. And like, it has almost become a bit of a cliche, but yeah, yeah. you are like a living example of the fact that that one time somebody was pure mate, fucks up here. Aye, it exactly. actually led to like positive change, you know but what I mean? Like, like, so, like, my, my best my best mate, Carl, he, he knew he, he knew to a certain extent what, what was going on, right? And but at the same time, see because see because I was so good at hiding it. Aye. He didn't he didn't see what was going on. So it is what it is and, and you know the, the whole it's the whole like you say, we need to kind of change the, the stigma around it. Like the, the fact that I mean, there's guys, there's guys at Men Matter, right? It's, it's based, it's in Drumchapel, and and maybe outpost it that way. Um, and you know, it's Drumchapel's got quite a, a reputation throughout Glasgow. Do you know what oh, I mean? It's I been mean, hard as nails and stuff like that. Drum. And some like the drum eye, and some of the guys that come through that door, you know, they're they're, they're not your, they're, they're not, um, they're hard as nails, man. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They're they've had a tough life. They're hard as nails, and. But they're they're learning to open up and they're learning to use language that they've never lo- never used before, mm-hmm. and they're, they're learning to use parts of their brain that they've never used before, and they're learning to open up and and help other people. Um, whereas you know maybe before they they'd have been, you know, without men matter they, they'd have been insular and just kind of like going, ah, and um, like I'm fine. Don't you f- tell me I'm I'm this I, and that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Whereas whereas now whereas now it's 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 giving people a, a place a safe place to go and go. I'm, I am on the floor here. I am. I'm, I'm below zero. I'm, I need. I need help. Mm-hmm. And it's great, man. It's. It's like I say. It's. It's one of these things that's really helped me. And it's. It's given. It's opened. It's opened so much up for me. Like, if I hadn't went there, I wouldn't be in the position I'm just now. I'm at uni. I'm at university now. I'm. I'm uh, third year at uni. Um, I'm going on to do my honours and stuff like that. And it's. It's quality and. Part of my uni course is... is Aye, that's not maybe bouncing back. So part of my uni course, the, the part of the project that I'm doing for my uni course is... Um, so it's guitar lessons and creative writing within Men Matters. I'm, I'm, I've offered this to these guys. These guys, are like some, most of them, have, well, 90% have never picked up a guitar before in their life. And so I've got me... Got them, I've got, it's been eight weeks now, I've gotten to a stage where they're, they've... Learned the the verse and the chorus for "Stand by Me" by Oasis. Right, right. Nice. got it right. Um, and Quite an appropriate uh, song given exactly, the setting as well. You exactly. Know what I mean, like, so, I mean it's, it's offering support and stuff like that. So it's been great, and and you know the, I've been asked to stay on. So it was only about an eight week course, but I've been asked to stay on full time and do it and, and offer it out to to you know everybody. I mean, it is open to everybody that comes to me matters. And it started off with a group of eight or nine, and it's now at sixteen. Wow. So, and it does fluctuate from week to week because, you know, people do dip, their mood does dip and they go, I can't, so. I can't come in and you're like, right, cool. So it's, you know, and, and there's no judgment there that you go, right, cool, listen, mate, don't worry about it, I'll get you caught up next week. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Don't let it fucking get to you, right? And it's, it's great and, it, you know, the, the the kind of feedback's been brilliant and, like I say, I've been asked to stay on and do it full time, um, which, again, this, I touched on earlier on, I brilliant, but I've got a lot. I've got a lot going on with uni, so I'm spreading myself thin again. But it's, yeah. it's, I'm enjoying it, and it's mm-hmm. it's giving me fulfilment as well. It's giving me a, sure, a kind mate. of thing. It's giving me a kind of thing like, um, like I'm I'm helping these guys. Like I, I've been I've been there, guys. I've been in their position, and again, another another kind of cliche or anything. But music has always been a thing that's that's 
that's dug me out a hole. It's always dug, it's always made me feel better. It's made me feel worse at times, but it's ninety percent of the time it makes you feel better. When you write down what's happening and you put it in music, it can change your life. For yeah. sure, and it, de- it definitely did to me. And you know, there's a, a lot of a lot of songs that I've written that have been you know kind of cathartic and just basically kind of opening your heart up and, and getting out there and and. I don't know, some of them have been shit, right? But <laughs> it's getting them down in paper so and stuff like that. That's not the point, really, is it? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. If, if you've got it for that, right? I think art is, like, super therapeutic, yep. but also, like, mean... Engaging uh, like, the creativity at all. Aye. Part of one of the questions that I had down was right. that, has, has the art ever came back to sort of, like, be a bit of a demon? And what I meant by that is, is that when Ampersand split up, I had been in Ampersand for eight years, uh-huh. and it was almost like I, had, I was all in. Uh-huh. Like I was at I was at the casino and I, and I put everything on red mm-hmm. and it ended up going to shit. You know, aye, like aye. in my head it was like I done nothing. Like aye. it was fucking pointless. I've wasted eight years of my life with this. Yep. You know, like um, looking at my guitar, I was like, I didn't even know why at the time, but I was just kind of I could set that fucking thing on fire. I don't even want to look at that fucking thing. I I've, I've been I've, I was there recently. Like, uh, like I done after after the hours split up. I had let's say earlier on. Like I, I had this like this. It was almost like a fucking. It was a persona that I didn't. It was a persona that I, I inadvertently built for myself, like fucking Aye. party animal. Well, a fucking big thing for me. What's it? Aldea. Have you seen what's that? What's oh the, right. What is the program? What is oh, it? It's the comedy thing. Right. Uh, Ian Connell, the guy. Uh, the guy who's in Burniston. 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 He just goes. Aldea. Aldea. I was that guy. Right? I was. I was him. Right. And uh, it was. It caused it caused it caused a lot of problems. Um, mm. uh, I thought and, there was a lot uh, of that kind of put at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's a regular occurrence. There's a lot of thinking well. about just uh, now, uh, and it's not even like like. I had a, I'd a, I'd a vodka alter ego when I drank vodka. I, I would change. Yeah, I actually used to like refer to him as Vodka Shields. Go on these missions at house parties to steal stuff. Nothing like valuable. Uh-huh. It would be like a mission. I'd be like, I'm going to get that poster. Uh-huh. I'd put that poster on the wall and then I'd be like, pure. <laughs> walking at the house party. Like, yes, here we go. I had these personas, right? And like, this was something that I've seen in quite a lot of people. So. Not to out anybody, so I won't name anybody, but people <laughs> yeah. were in bands that yeah. you would get into a, an intimate <laughs> an intimate setting with, uh-huh. and they would change, man. They would be like, yeah. pure, oh, listen, I'm sad. Or uh-huh. they would be like, I don't, you know, like, blah, 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 and we'd open up to a wee bit. And it was almost, like, quite unique. But see now, man, see with social media, it's all that, man. All these guys are wanting to go out and get fucking, I want to do this, do that, and it's all for, like, the gram, you know what I mean? Aye. Like, taking selfies and stuff. And there's and no space stupid to, like, shit the personality Because it's about half. reputation. Like, for me back then, like, you're saying there, I built this persona, and, like, that whole sort of, like, Matt saying there, vodka shoesy type <laughs> vodka thing. Vodka shoesy. But I loved it. <laughs> I loved it, mate, because it was, my it was a complete, <laughs> like, a complete was, disconnect well. for the actual vulnerable, emotional guy yeah, yeah. that I was underneath it. That's it. It was like this so whole, like, I want to be Liam. I want to be <clears throat> Roger Daltrey. I want to be Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, you're fucking bulletproof. The, yeah, like this I, sort of, like, fucking, like you're saying, the big man. Like, people uh-huh. are right, big man. You'd be like, fucking yes, I love this, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> see, when I woke up the next day in the cold light of day, honestly, Shite. mate, I fucking hated myself. Yeah. I hated myself and... This is the type of thing that I see people doing, like, just in general, whereas back then it was, like, me, you, the guys in other bands, and everybody else was kind of, like, uh-huh. looking in and uh-huh. sort of, like, coming in on a Friday night and participating and then leaving it behind. Uh-huh. But now I'm seeing a lot of young guys where it, it's all about that. It's all about the clothes that they're wearing. Uh-huh. It's all about 
how people are perceiving them, uh-huh. and I just see myself in it, and I'm yeah. like, it's so dangerous, man. It's, it's such a dangerous it's, fucking... See, see, see the thing with the, the, the kind of Instagram generation and the kind of persona, and all, Jesus Christ, how old do I sound the Instagram generation? Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Next stop, 40, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, th- I'm 38 in uh, well, August. I'm, th- I'm 38 in November, so... <laughs> uh, I'm in a few weeks. <laughs> aye, so, <laughs> we're all in there, mate. We're all in it. Uh, aye, so see that this whole Instagram persona, like, I, I never went on Instagram at all. Recently, like, I only started, only started like, a few months back, or maybe a year or two, was it a year ago? Yeah, it was about a year ago. And, uh, like, when I look back at it and I kind of look, I kind of see how how it's progressed, like, like over the last few weeks, I've, I've really got any, any, last kind of month and a half, I've really got any kind of meditation and mindfulness and stuff like that, so I've been using Headspace, yeah. um, and it's been great, like, I've got a wee, I've, I moved into a new flat in, uh, in Yoker in um, November, and there's a wee bit down, it's right down next to the Clyde. And there's a wee bit I go down to. I found it just totally by chance. I'm walking down there one day, listening to Headspace, and I went, what the fuck's that down there? Went down, and there's like, it's down at the banks of the Clyde. So it's got all the, the kind of rocks and stuff like that. And there's list, just this wee rock that sticks out like that, like a wee seat. And I went, oh yeah, beauty. So I go down there every morning. I go down there and I'll sit 20 minutes. Um, I'll do two two separate meditations. And I'll do one before I go to bed. And I, I kind of, <laughs> I've became one of the like port like constant posters on on Instagram and like I'll do like <laughs> like uh, you know like on the sto- Instagram stories and stuff like that and no doubt I, I piss people off and I, I wind people up, like people go oh, fucking no again but see for me see for, see doing that and put it on, on Facebook and stuff like that see doing that and one person goes I'm gonna try that mm-hmm. ah, that yeah. that could help me that's 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 a win for me and for sure mate. Uh, I know when I was on uh, BBC Radio the other week, um, a wee Fraser from Men Matter told me, he uh, phoned me and he went, by the way, just to, like, after a single went to number two and that kind of stuff in the iTunes chart and Fraser phoned me when he, when I put it on uh, Facebook and he went, I know we think it'll brighten your day. Um, somebody heard you on the radio the other day and they've contacted Men Matter Scotland because they need help. And I was just like, fucking hell, man. It's, do you know what I mean? It's, That's it's, what it's all about, mate. Exactly. That's it's it's get, getting them out there and, and making, making sure people know that mental health isn't a isn't a, a thing to be ashamed of? Do you know what I mean? It's, ah, it's yeah. a thing. It's a thing that can be. It can be helped, and, and your your mind's an amazing, an amazing tool, and it can be molded, and it can be changed and shaped to a positive way. Do you know what mm, I mean? Instead yes. of being, instead of being a, a dark cloud, it can be. It can be a fucking white fluffy one. Yeah, do you know what I mean? It, sure, it can be molded to be that way. Yeah, and, and, and you, you can't, you can't stick. You need you need to be open to change to a certain extent, mm-hmm. and you need to. It's all thing like. Sorry for rattling on, right? No, no, it's no, it's just, mate, this is what we're all about. It's the whole, it's the whole thing about like you know like alcoholics and, and drug addicts and stuff like that. They need they need to want help. They need to want to get help. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't push you can't push an alcoholic into a because they'll go in and they'll, they'll tick. I done it. I done it uh, just before my my marriage broke down uh, to kind of go look. I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. Box checking exactly. Box box checking and until. Until you realise that there's a, and I, I, know, I know I'm saying this having, having a beer, right? But that's I've managed to kind of. I went to a couple of times and I've, it didn't work for me at all. I just thought this whole higher power thing, I don't get it. Yes. And I'm being, I'm being, pontif- I'm being pontificated to. Do you know what I mean? I'm right, kind of going. Right. I don't get this. Went to my matter, talked to a few people, and managed to kind of get it on. I've got it under control to a certain to, to the extent where I know that I can go for a few beers. Yeah. And I'm all right with that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, mate. I mean, you know I mean, I spoke on somebody's podcast not so long ago, just before Christmas, 
and I was saying to her, like, she's um, Mrs. Brain Trainer, and I produce a podcast, so, like, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm dropping it in there. But um, <laughs> she asked me on, and we, we spoke about it, and, like, I'm a therapist now, mate. Yeah, so I, I, I do cognitive behavioural therapy. I've seen that, you know, weirdly enough, I was, on, I was on your Instagram the other day again, and that, that video popped up, and you're walking through the park. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. So since then, uh-huh. I've, like, over a thousand hours of counselling therapy, and yeah. now I'm a, I'm a certified cognitive behavioural therapist. So it's when... It's been good for the people uh-huh. that I've helped, but it's been so beneficial for me. Yeah. Similar to what you're saying about uh-huh. music, mate. But um, I was on her podcast and I was like, where's the 13th step? Because the 12 step program is like an abstinence program. Uh-huh. And I think that when you abstain for stuff, human beings have got this tendency to just go towards that. Uh-huh. See, when things are seen as bad, you can't have that. Exactly. You, you, it's like you can't eat chocolate. You're just going to be like, I want that fucking bar of chocolate, like nothing else. Or, or you'll find something similar to it that, that will give you that same. Yeah. That and same I use Matt. Do you know what I mean? I use Matt as an example in that podcast. I was like, I've got a friend, Matt, who was probably what I would say, like a borderline alcoholic. Aye. If you know what I mean. I, was, I would say probably closer to like a functional alcoholic. A functional, a functional yeah, alcoholic. I, I was the same. But I was exactly Matt, the same. Matt has been something, that, the experience that I've seen Matt have has been something that's made my mind tick because I'm like, you can do this and not do this abstinence thing uh-huh. because like if somebody's addicted to like say food or sex, uh-huh. you need these things. So there's there is that level where you reintroduce it back into your life. But see, <coughs> like alcohol. No, I don't think you could you could safely reintroduce cocaine back into your life. No. You know, <laughs> or alcohol to every addict. Hold but, a no, but, no, yeah, yeah. But, no alcohol to a, a certain person. I think like, they're definitely as a way because I've seen it where oh, somebody uh, has been addicted to something I would say yeah, though, yeah. and alongside that that the last at that point when my drinking was at its worst like I did have like 90 days sober to yeah. like break the cycle there's a way to do you it that, I mean? that's, that's for sure amazing by that, that's, that's, like, that's, 90 days things, 90 days might not seem up. A lot in the grand scheme of things, but see when you're addicted to something, that's a fucking long time. One day, one, one day, one day's a long time. One day's just. I'll show you. Hold on. I've got this. It's not a gram. Bastard. <laughs> I carry that about in my pocket all the time. So that was like that, your first one day. First, I like, twenty four hours. So I carry that about me all the time, wow. and mm-hmm. it's funny. But the fact that I'm able to, I'm able to process that as an adult now instead of, instead of instead of going. No, oh, that was great. But inside, inside, I'm going. I feel like shit. I've, I I'm think able the to one thing with the underline is that everybody's recovery is personal because absolutely, like yourself, I was at a period of time prior to the drinking being an issue where the drugs were the main issue, mm-hmm. and getting after them was difficult. And again, required a level of abstinence. But I always found after the fact that when I was in the company of people who were taking drugs, like I was deeply, like physically uncomfortable. Like, and you all have been there times where we were in pubs and whatever. And I've had like the first one of the panic attacks I ever had yeah. was being in the company of people in pubs that I knew were taking uh-huh. drugs that I had just weaned myself off of. Um, that must have been, and, been terrifying, man. I well, as I say, they triggered panic attacks, uh-huh. so they were uh-huh. really fun. Uh-huh. Um, but nowadays, like, I'm in situations like that where because I'm new, as comfortable in myself that I do not need or require, even if, like you say, on the odd occasion at a New Year party or something mental where somebody is like here and you're like, do you know what, fuck it. Like, I know I'm comfortable enough and trust myself within Aye. myself because of the way I've recovered, it's personal to me, that I don't think, I don't worry about that triggering an episode, I don't worry about Aye. that triggering, and the same as you say with the beer, you know, we're sitting here with a couple of beers talking about, you know, heavy drinking, and it's like, but 
I've literally no drank a beer in like over a year or yeah, something. Uh, you know, that's the thing. And days gone by, four beers, five beers would have been me going up the road to a bottle of Jack Daniels and sitting yep. at two in the morning. But it's like, the day it's going to be like two beers and I'm going to be up the road and me and the missus are going to go for dinner. You know I mean? right. right. just said something pure, like so profound, like the trigger. Uh-huh. And like the only way to get rid of that is to expose yourself to it. See the way uh-huh. that you were like, I felt uncomfortable and had a panic attack when I was around people. Now I can be around people and it doesn't bother me. But see if you subscribe to the whole, I just need to remove myself. No, don't bring this in front of uh-huh. me. Like, I get that it, that it works for so many Absolutely. people. The 12-step program I has done way more than I think any other for like yeah. addicts and stuff. So yeah. it works. But when you think like outside the sort of box of like, what, what happens after that? There's got to be something where, because... We said at the start of the program, life's about a bit balanced. So, like the fact that you can come down, have two beers, got the road, and not drink a bottle of whiskey is like that. Yeah. That's it. That you you've got it. You're yeah. there. You yeah. know what I mean? It's perfect. It's, it, the, whole, the whole kind of trigger thing, and, and you know, the people that people that do what should I say here? So, see, the, the, we'll go we'll go to the abstinence bit first. I'll go back to the trigger thing. Like you said, the abstinence. So, you get certain people that are. Like you say, it does work for them, and it's fair play, more power to them, right? But what I've found with people like that as well, and again, not no, not putting anything detrimental towards them, of course, is you know, like <coughs> they, they can they can be the type of, they can be very finger pointy. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like people that the one the one main thing is people that stop smoking. Right, people oh, that stop smoking. Smokers are the worst. Oh, right, I know. As a current oh, smoker, can I can just take this that? moment Ooh, to just I mean, tell all ex-smokers to just go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like, I, I, I used to smoke, and again, like, I, I'm not doing myself any favors here talking about this. So, uh, like, you know, after like after a few beers, whatever, you kind of go. Oh, I'm I'm a fag, man. I have a fag. Sometimes I have a fag. Sometimes I have. But I, I don't. I've, I've and my mates, my mates would be. If my mates watch this, they'll be. Testimony to this, I very rarely buy a packet of facts. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we just side eye each other, and I'm, I guarantee you, it's no you, but I know we're thinking about the same guy right now. Like. So it's like, I'll go, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Right? So I, I, I am that fucking soldier. So I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like that, you know, but the, the guys that kind of stop smoking and they do it, um, regi- like they do it, they're regimented about it, and they go, right, that's it, done. I find that they're, they're kind of quite finger pointy, and I, I find that as well with, you know, like I said, I, I, I did have a problem with, with, with drugs um, and, and alcohol, and I've managed to get it, especially, like, drugs especially, um, are not a part of my life, right? No, not not a part of my life, no, but I have I have reduced it to almost fucking nothing, yeah. right? And it's, it's very, 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 very rarely that I'll go, oh, <laughs> Again, like, was that a fag or what was that? Aye. Ah, all right, that cool. Oof, right, and it's like that. It's not like I'm not. I'm not uh, spending your whole week thinking aye, about exactly, the moment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's not like that. Every day, I never was. I never was. I never had that that relationship with drugs or, or alcohol, where where I would, you know, I'd wake up in the morning and go, "Oof, I need a beer." Or, "Oh, ooh, I could fucking do it." Never. I've never never had that, and I'm I'm quite happy like that. I've not, I never got uh-huh. to that level, but. It got to the stage where I was able to go, or not able to go. It got to the stage where I went, right, hold on. Look what's happened. Look what's, fall, look what's fallen by the wayside with, with your actions. You know, with, with drinking and that kind of stuff. So, like, marriage, job. Well, like, I, my job, I, the job that I made was from, I was their top salesman for four years. 
And after my management downhill, I was made redundant within two months. Wow. Because I just went like that. Mm. And that was it. That's not the game for it, is it? No, exactly. So, and um, I, it's, it's a whole thing. Like, but it's. When it, when it comes when it comes to that when it comes to a, th- a thing that's, that's making your it's, it's having a, a negative impact in your life, and I'm, again I'm I'm sounding a bit pontificate pontificate is that right? No, I don't even know, mate. I'm pontificate. Like, three white guys on a podcast. Well, <laughs> I know, right? like that anyway. Uh, like, you know, I've had two beers off a door. I don't I don't want to be seen preachy. That's the fucking word. Right. Right? I don't want to be seen preachy, but because I, I'm I'm by no means um on any kind of level to be preachy by anyone, right? Because like I say. I was in a mess, um, and you know I, I've kind of I've kind of sorted myself out to a certain degree, um, to a degree where, where I am now, you know, a, a functioning part of society instead of just being a a, a fucking chain around somebody's leg. Can I? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's good, but at the same time, I'm only human, like I said. And you know, there are times when you slip up or you, you make a mistake, and and you need to, you need to be you need to have the balls to go. I've I've made a mistake here. I, mm-hmm. I, I need I need to deal with this myself. I don't I don't need to drag anyone into it. Um, there's a thing that I think I'm doing uh, next week Wednesday actually. Is it fifth of May Wednesday? Isn't it the election. Yeah. Thursday. I've got Thursday. 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 And so looking back on it now, that the whole depression thing that I obviously had from my early twenties and I have used alcohol and drugs to kinda of cover it. Yep. Is is made me kinda of, it's maybe kinda of take a step back and go, What what is the underlying problem here? What it's not just it's not just the fact that, that I'm a people I want to be a people pleaser and that kind of stuff or something underlying. Yeah. And my attention span is shocking. Like, <clears throat> see this 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 will totally dispel anything that if, if this is to be shown at a this meeting I've got to go to on Wednesday, they'll be like, nah. Nah, no this chance. Is, this is the most focused I've been in a, a fucking long time. Because I've done, I done a wee meditation before I left the house <laughs> about focusing on that kind of stuff and focusing on certain things. So mm-hmm. that's kind of helped. But normally I'd be kind of going, aye, so blah, blah. Oh, bright light. Aye. Have you seen mm-hmm. this bright light? And, blah, and I'll go, what are we talking about again? And I'll, I'll just- Love I'll, a tangent. I'll be bouncing about the place all the time. And with certain tasks, that I'll set myself to do a task. I need to set myself to do a task. And I need to say, I need to have this done by X, like especially uni work. Mm-hmm. And I'm such a procrastinator as well. Like I, I really fucking struggle with that. But like, daffy things that I'll, I'll go, I'll fucking put the dishes in the sink and I'll go pull the water in, hot water, blah blah, and I'll leave it there to soak. Obviously, right? Because that's what you do, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like that, ah, like, and I'll be away and I'll do something else and I'll it'll go in my head and something else, or I'll, I'll think while I'm doing the dishes, throw something come in my head and I'll go, oh, I need to do that. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, there's loads of things that are that, and especially with, the, especially with the, the reliance and, and, and drugs and things that I had for a while. That's one of the things, it's, it's something that I, I was looking at it, well, looking back at it now, it's something that I used to kind of keep me focused and centred. Yeah. Instead of being, I'll be yeah, like, right, absolutely. I'll, I'll do a line and I'll go, poof, mm-hmm. right, I, need, I need to do this. Right. But at the same time, that, that just kind of closed off the front part of your brain. The, the back part of my brain was still going, Listen to me, listen to me, listen yeah, to me. Yeah. It was fucking I think these horrible. things like ADHD and um, there's a lot of scepticism, autism, <coughs> and like, are we over-diagnosing and stuff? And and obviously as like a therapist, like I get people who come in with like borderline personality disorder, bipolar disorder, ADHD, I think I've got like four or five clients that's ADHD. And my whole thing is just that 
you can overdiagnose people because, no. like, see, if you get a kid, right? If you've got an adult that's like, here's all the problems that I've faced in my life, and I've got this pattern, and they go, right, let's call that ADHD, uh-huh. and then they've got a kid, then that kid's going to have every chance of success because they'll be like, right, well, you'll likely experience this. And there does seem to be like this whole, oh, like, away snowflakes and away or mollycoddling people. And it's like, no, like, uh-huh. we need to give people the best chance of success in uh-huh. life. Uh-huh. And if somebody's got something like, but I, I, I knew people that were like called stupid and you're like, oh, they were dyslexic. It was exactly. just I was born in the 80s and people didn't really know. Uh, exactly. Things. I mean, that's about understanding it. about understanding it, man. Like, so fucking that's brilliant that you're going to get that because then you know how to manage yourself. And it sounds like you've really managed to do that. You know I, what I, mean? I, think, I think it's, it's I, I don't want to, th- it's one of these things like, again, I'm going to sound like a fucking, <sighs> anyway, right. It's like, I, I don't want to label it and all that kind of stuff, but see for me, See, for years I've kind of gone, I've been told that, right, there's something fucking no right. And me thinking at times going, why am I like this? Why why am I so mm-hmm. hard on myself? Why am I this X, Y, Z? So, so, so to have a have a, a label and go, right, that's what it is. How do I fix, then I've got a starting point to go, how do I fix it? Uh-huh. How do I then fix this or make myself better? Uh-huh. Or not make myself better because I certainly don't want to go down the kind of pill route because I was on antidepressants for years yeah, and they're and horrible. Then, I think Adderall, you just go like that. which is like the, the, the amphetamine based like one for attention deficit is they're starting to see now that long term use of that's devastating to people because yeah. you're I'll, taking basically like taking, amphetamine, amphetamine like every, every, every day just to function and it's uh, like there are like natural things like I think um, the pills meditation, are a, like, a good stabilizer when sure. you're beginning of the journey when yeah. you're in those early days are asking all the questions you've just talked about asking yourself because they're all the questions that you should ask yourself yeah, when you're trying right. to climb out of that hole. Like, but I'm with you. I had years, I think my last spell medicated was about three years long and I was just like, I don't even feel the benefit of this anymore because I was at the point where even after multiple changes and doses and types and all these other things that I was still top now. I was getting six months in and being like pure, I still feel depressed. Ah, like, exactly. This is fucking yeah, pointless. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was because... I think I was relying on the pills and no, like, actually considering where I was and what I was doing uh, and all these other things. I think yeah. when I started to do that properly, I've never, and again, everybody's different. Of course. Your recovery is personal. Uh-huh. Like, but for me, I got to a point where I didn't even need it. And like, the other day there, it still comes up, you know what I mean? I still have days where I feel depressed. Yeah. But like, now I'm like, it's that's just, just, it's just a day. Man, it's exactly. uh-huh. I'm allowed to feel shit exactly, when I feel mate. shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Like, I think sure, coming man. to that realisation that nay, feeling is invalid because you go all these, all these great happy feelings are amazing and I want them to validate my experience uh-huh. but like I think what a lot of people goes oh that's negative and bad and I want to cut that out I want that to go away I want that not to be part of who I'm or what uh-huh. I'm experiencing uh-huh. life and you're like that's not how it works like your best bet is always to learn to actually take the good with the bad yeah. and yeah, be able man. to fluctuate yeah. within that spectrum like you say it's making yourself <clears throat> Make yourself aware, aware of your space and what you're comfortable doing. You know what I mean? It's in granted at times you're going to go out of that comfort zone, which is good. Absolutely. But see when you're in at the kind of my watch keeps hitting the fucking table, sorry. Uh, see when you, you're in that at the early kind of stages of, of of getting help and that kind of stuff, making yourself comfortable is and being comfortable with yourself and talking about yourself and talking to other people about yourself and your problems is key. Yeah. And moving forward, like I say, you are going to kind of go like that into your into uncomfortable situations. But because because you have made the first steps, it's going to be easy. It's going to get easier every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the whole thing you shouldn't you should never feel you should never feel bad about, t- about having to take a step no. back or being forced to take a step back. If you if you feel that you're going, 
and let us say you slip up, you do it, you have a drink or you do whatever, or you, you fucking phone your ex or you do this and that, right? Something yeah. like that, right? I'm not, I'm not owning up to that by you, but I'm just saying, right? <laughs> using that as an example. Uh, you know, like we all have behaviours exactly, we don't want to be exactly, repeating. Exactly, you know right. What so I mean? you, like, you, you need to be comfortable with that and go right. Okay, I've done that. That was a silly thing to do. How can I, how can I stop that from happening again? And then you, you build you build you basically build a wee a wee uh, platform there, and you go right. I'll start for this platform now, and I'll move forward to the next platform because you might fall back in that one. And it's yeah. about, it's about building it's about building as you go. And Absolutely. It's it's just it's it's just a. I just came up with that there, but that's fucking great, wasn't it? That was class. Uh, that was good, <laughs> because see if somebody was to say to me, like, you you can only install one idea in somebody that's struggling, right? Yeah. Like, all the experience that you've had, you can only put one idea in their mind, and it would be that no matter what they've done, it's all right. Uh-huh, exactly. Accept it. Exactly. Stop fighting against who you are. Mm. Accept who you are. If you don't like this, part of it might just be the fact that you don't accept it. You want it to be different. Mm-hmm. Just relax exactly. and just take yourself for who you are. And, 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 and see when you relax about it, 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 it does take a lot. It does take a long time to, to be comfortable with yourself. Um, well, in my experience anyway, to be comfortable with the, the fact Assuming that me, mate. <clears throat> comfortable fact that I, I do have uh, I do have problems with mental health. I, I did have a, a problem with, with alcohol and drugs, and I did have a problem with communicating with people, and and, and I did have a problem with being myself. I don't know why I went to that hand. That was five in that hand. Right. <laughs> but uh, I so it, it, it's been it's been able to it's been able to be comfortable with yourself and go, right, okay, this is where I'm at, this is where I want to be, how do I get there? And like I said, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use that analogy again, the wee platform right, building. Right. So like, you know, like I want to get you there. I can't go straight there. There's gonna be wee bits in between that I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to maybe redirect at things. That's cool. As as long as long as you've got that point where you want to get to. And then when you get there, you go right. Where can I go next? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Don't, nice. don't. I'm not saying don't get comfortable on it, but some people are comfortable just getting to that point and being right. That's me. I'm cool. But Aye. you know, all, always kind of look to push forward and yes, be, be positive, man. Yes, do you know what mate. I mean? That's it. I mean, we're like an hour and ten minutes. In. I know, right? So, like, I really want to talk about I'm this song. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know, so I know. That's why we're here. I know, I right? Just, like, been, I know, just, <laughs> just having a beer and just talking about shit. I've, I've been looking for an excuse to segue between creativity and the well, continued music career. I, 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 so, I, like I was saying, um, <laughs> I've, I, I, what did, what did I, I come up with? One, so two, three, like, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, six. I come up with 16 questions and I've asked you one. <laughs> really? <laughs> just because the conversations just flowed, mate, which is always best for these is that, things. Is that all right or is that No, that's the best. Cool. They're okay. the best podcast. Right. Cool. But you know, Central Station, yes. like the single you were saying ah. there that went to number two in the charts last I, week. Um I, I think like I've got a couple of questions about it. Uh-huh. Um the first one I wanted to say was is that me and my girlfriend, and this isn't a, this isn't a bad thing, like um both as soon as we heard that, I was like, I've heard this before. But Aye. I've no. Yeah. Is that something that other people are saying to you? Aye. Like? So, like, uh, one of my best mates, Alan, uh, best, one of my best pals, he's a, uh, me and him are massive, massive Frankie Miller fans, like, shoot, like, ridiculous. And um, it is, there's, there's a song that he's got called Brighton, right? And it's, it doesn't, it doesn't sound the same, right? But it's got the same, Ideals, same kind of feel to it. So that Brigton, he talks about, it's about him leaving Brigton, going to London, if hit the big time and that kind of stuff, or make right. try and make a big time. So in a way, I guess it's it's kind of similar to that. Um, but the song itself, 
Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I know it was like there has been a few people who've said like I fucking I know this man, mm-hmm. and I don't know whether it's because it's the whole kind of you know like Glasgow's got a, a huge connection with like country music and that kind of stuff. Yeah, massive right. connection, right? And I think it's I think it's maybe to do with that. It's you know when you hear the kind of slide guitar and or, uh, pedal steel, sorry, and and you know the, the kind of the, the kind of the kind of story and the song like you know and it's it's a it's a, Aye. It's a thing that you reckon it's a what was I say it's something that everybody knows Central Station everybody knows it's what like Central Station familiar, is. Aye. Like a familiar Aye, thanks mate I can there's been the so many songs where and and like just because I watched it recently um, I love Oasis I think like yep. a lot of people like well no no recently but a lot of people there's especially in my generation you'll know there's a lot of people shied away for that. You know, because Oasis were like the big thing. So it's Aye, kind of popular them, to go f- <laughs> their shit, you know. But I watched the the thing, uh, the Definitely Maybe DVD disc on YouTube. Right. Um, and Bonehead was talking about the first time he heard Love Forever. And he was just pure, I've heard that before. There's Aye. no way you fucking wrote that. And I think it's that, mate, because I, I, I was saying to my girl, he's not ripped anybody off. It's not, I wasn't insinuating that. No, 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 no. It no. Was, there was a familiarity to it aye, that I was just like, pure, instantly pure. Just allows people to connect with it. Aye, that's, that's aye, it. Yeah. I connected with it pure straight away. It's amazing. Um, what's it's a bit of a diversion, but for where you were with like Black Arrows oh, to aye. like country and western, because yeah. there was a very like pure indie rock and like, uh-huh. pub rock vibe to what you uh-huh. were doing. You were How dare you, pub rock? I'm no, but I mean, like, you were dynamite. <laughs> like, that's a compliment. I loved aye. indie pub rock, man. Aye. Like, it was like there should have been way merrier, you know aye. what I mean? Like, but I, to country and western, is this like, I, there's a, there's a bit of a jump. Where it's, it's a, so, it's a jump. so basically, it's a, there's, a, there's basically two connections with, with Black Arrows in this song. So, um, the record label I put it through uh, is Brian Emery, the bass player. So it's his record label, and right. it was Lloyd that Lloyd uh, produced. Aye, well, he's uh, a legend now, mate. Oh man, I mean, I, 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 I genuinely, I genuinely love that man. I really do. He's, he's he just, started. Did he start in the Black Arrows? Was that like his first? Sort I think of that was his thing first that, band. I but he's, he's been playing guitar for years, that, man. Like, he's now like I was saying, he's a Glasgow music scene legend. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, he's he's, he's done. He's, he's helped. You were telling me about. Aye. No, 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 no. He plays guitar for like uh, Del Mead. Del Reed and aye. Del Mead, the Meat Men. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's done stuff with Sturgill Simpson. Right, yeah. Um, him and, him and weird, Sturgill Simpson are fucking like that. The weird thing about that is, is that he's doing these like sort of like these big names that we're talking uh-huh. about, and then you go to Maggie Mays on a Sunday afternoon and you can go and watch the guy fucking wail on his exactly. guitar. Exactly. You know I mean? And he's, he's some guitar player. Aye. I mean, he's not playing metal. He's not no. wearing like metal, but uh, what a fucking guitar aye. player. He's, he's so, he's so versatile, man. And like, like, just that and his, his songwriting abilities he's, he's got an album he's, he's wrote and produced his own album and honest you want to hear this man it's frightening so I, I basically went to him with the, the kind of bare bones at Central Station during lockdown so I, I wasn't able to go and record and, and so his studio was in his house so I wasn't able to go there for um, a number of reasons and so I kind of put my trust in Lloyd to go right fucking I know I, I, gave, I gave him the, the kind of the um I basically said what I wanted, what I thought it should sound like. Mm-hmm. The, vibe, I wanted, I, the vibe, that you wanted, and he went. I mean, see, I, I, I never, I never played a guitar on this track, and I never, I never done it. I just sang on it. Lloyd, Lloyd, right. Lloyd, Lloyd done, Lloyd done everything. Oh um, mate, that's incredible. Right. Because I don't know who it was that I remember hearing this, but they mixed some. It might have been Butch Fig with Nevermind or something like that. Mm. Like Nirvana fan, but he was like the fact that the band weren't there. Mm-hmm. made it so much easier for me to do because yep. I could just go, I can hear what I want to do with this. Exactly. I'm going to do it and there's no going to be somebody sitting uh, behind them going, 
Oh, but I kind of wanted that uh, to go up. Uh, Can you turn my voice up? And he's just like, no, uh, I'm going to make this sound fucking incredible and you're going to be have fuck all to say about well, that, 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 you know that's, I mean? that's what it was really like. I, I'd, I'd basically, I'd recorded a, a kind of wee demo on my phone. Just fucking watch. I'd recorded a demo <laughs> on my phone, right? I'd recorded a wee, like, kind of, I'd, record, I'd obviously written the whole song and recorded it on my, my phone and it was just me and the guitar. And um, I sent it to him and I said what I wanted to sound like. And he went, right, cool, leave it with me. And when I went down, he listened to it. When I went down, put the vocals on it, man. I just, I, I nearly started crying. I was just like, ah, fucking. Like, I had this kind of idea of it kind of being uh, a piano on it, kind of bum, 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 and it kind of, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, right? So it did that kind of like, more like a kind of, uh, like, like a pub from like a country and western film, that kind of stuff, like kind of a wee bit of piano mm-hmm. in there. Whereas Lloyd, he's stripped it right back and he's just taking it to really basic guitars. Apart from the, 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 the pedal still on, it's beautiful, man. Oh, it's it's and, super and helping. The, wee, the, wee, so the licks that he puts in, the wee, kind of wee runs and licks. So when I didn't listen to it, I was just like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, this is incredible. And I've done the vocal, I've done, I think I've done the vocal, two takes, done the vocal, and that was it. Like, I've done the vocal first time, and I went, that's really, I, I like that. And then Lloyd went, no, I did it again. I went, cool, all right, maybe well. Done it again, and the second time, it was that was it, done. And the two is like, just kind of stood by. I've got a video on my phone, like, he's got a, he basically calls digital, then bumps it to reel to reel for the kind of warmth. Right, to right? get the warmth out. And then bumps it back down to right. digital again. Mm-hmm. So I've got a video on my phone. The two, it's like me just filming it, but me and him standing back at the studio kind of going, and you hear us like kind of whisper in the back and going, this is fucking class, isn't it? I ain't fucking class. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. And it is, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it's one of these things that's given me, it's given me a, a real, another another real kind of kick to, to kind of get back into writing again, man. Like mm. I was saying, as you like you said earlier, I hated that thing. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was like I've I've not I've not. That's the first song I've written. First song, first song I've written that I'm I'm proud of, and not just to get something out. Do you know what I mean? Just to get yeah. something out of, my, out of my head. Something I'm I'm really proud of. In a long, long time, a long time, and and hopefully it's going to be something that can continue because you know, like I I would love to I would love to work with Lloyd again because he's just. We were mates for a long mates for fucking years, right? Mm. He was he was one of the groomsmen at my wedding, so he's he's, <clears> he's my brother. Hi, one hundred percent. I fucking love him, and I, I love I love how he looks at music. I love how he how he attacks it, and and how but he attacks it. But at the same time, he can step back from it and go. He can see the fucking whole picture. Yeah, so I, mean, it's, 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 I would love to have that. Like, is he's a he's a producer, right? He's, he definitely is a producer, and whereas um. I said this in an interview I done last night. I said I'm just I'm I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter. I get put I get picked up, told where to go, dropped off, did a gig, get put back in the van, and then go to bed. Right, that's that's what I, that's what I do. Uh, that's my thing. Whereas Lloydy Lloydy has got the the kind of the kind of mind to to kind of look at a song, break it down. Pull it, pull it apart and put it back together differently, or, or exactly the same way. But there's maybe something to be a wee twin step. And it's great, it's great to watch, man. It's mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a joy to watch and it's a joy. Like, I'm fucking beaming, man. Aye, uh, aye. It's, it's a joy. Seems it's like a winning formula, mate. And aye. like I think that there's a couple of bits that I could pick out there, but I think the main one that you just said there that really resonates with me is the first thing that you've done in a long time that hasn't been just today something. Uh-huh. You've actually like been like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Don't shit for the sake it, you know what aye. I mean? Like and then just writing a song and being like, I'm gonna fucking put this out number mm-hmm. two in the charts, mate. I mean, we've, we've seen. By the way, I can, I can, I can, uh, I can officially say that uh, Taylor Swift has been underneath me. 
I think this last year, this lockdown. You need a like, sound effect board for a moment. Let's get the pure shock jock weight, man. This last year, um, in lockdown, we've seen people get behind Mogwai, get them to number yeah. one. What was the other one? They had to go with Arab Strap with the Arab album, Strap. which was absolutely dynamite. Great album. There's, There's um, Boys at the Snuts. Rihanna Downing. Rihanna Downing, and she's yeah, yeah. an incredible so, voice, man. She's one of my questions that I, I had on my quote that I didn't ask was that <laughs> it kind of feels to me like, without being a bit of a it seems like only the good cunts are left. Like all, all the pretenders of, like when we were in a band, for instance, Matt was saying, you could walk down Suck Hill Street and go and see. 20 bands in the night, say, right? yeah, and like yeah. you were saying as well you were kind of looking at one or two of the bands in a four band bill and going what the fuck is even what the fuck is that Aye. you know what I mean like mm. promoters putting people on Just simply to, to fill the spot and like, I remember talking to a promoter and they were going oh you know oh, but they sell they sell 50 or 100 tickets and I'm like but they're fucking garbage they're, mate they're and your ven- people are coming to your venue and going that place is shite look uh-huh. at it like you need to think about these mm. things it's mm. bigger than just selling tickets mm. but um, like I it's just it feels like all of that's went yeah. and all that we're getting left with is actually like people that are like wanting to do the art uh-huh. and wanting to do it for the right reasons and it coming out and well, it sounds like that, like it's uh-huh. the quality that's coming out of the music scene now, you the, know the, what I mean? The only thing that started, like when lockdown kind of kicked off and people were doing the, I'm seeing a way I'm, I'm really glad that it's, it's kind of faded out to a certain degree, the whole kind of like, uh, I don't know, I've done it, right? <laughs> but, uh, the whole kind of live, Facebook live gig, you know, that kind of yeah, stuff, right? Uh-huh. Now, there's people that have got setups like this, you know, the, the whole gear, and it was great. Like John Rush, for example, a mate of mine. Yep. Like, I think John's great. He's, oh, he's, he's dynamite. Uh, and like, he's, he's got a kind of setup, he, he does the kind of gigs, and his, his are great, right? But there's people that are doing it, they, they, like, like you touched on there, people that are doing it just for the sake of doing it. Like they've, they've went, during lockdown, I'm, and fair, more power to them, I'm going to learn to play guitar and whatever else, and they'll go, I'm going to do a fucking Facebook live gig, and mm-hmm. you go, Right, fair enough to them, right? But like you say, I think I think the, the kind of people that, that do want to, that, that do have a passion for music, and do want to do it, do something with it. Once once the world gets back to normal, if you know, if and when, I I, I understand, I, I agree with you that you know people that want to do that are doing it, and and they're they're doing it in a way that is, I guess, subtle to a certain degree. Like like for for example, like with that with the single and stuff like that. Like, for me, it, it came out of nowhere, to be honest, and I've kind of went, I've just kind of went, do you know what, I'm going to ride this, man, I'm just going to see how, what goes with it, which is cool, and, and you know, it's, 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 it is the kind of, the kind of, I don't want to say actual musicians, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the best guitarist in the world, I'm not, I'm not the best songwriter in the world, but I enjoy it, and, and I, I think, I think I've got, I've got something to say at, at certain times, and when I do do it, it is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. It's more than fucking decent. But you do get folk that are, that are kind of just doing it for the sake of it. And for, again, more power to them and stuff. But I think that's been kind of, it's, people have kind of got an interest at the start of lockdown. I mean, oh, I'm going to do this and it's kind of faded away. And it has it has kind of left things a bit clearer for, for people, for musicians to kind of come back through and maybe mm-hmm. take maybe take control again. Do you know what I mean? Because like, I don't, I don't mean musicians in general. I mean like kind of guitarists, like guitar-based musicians and and things like that, it's, it's, it gives them, it's given them a bit more, I mean, the Snuts, for example, like we talked, you said earlier on, yep. number one album, right? See if, see if, if we'd been in maybe in different circumstances, 
they, they, it wouldn't have been such a thing for them to get to number one because they'd have been gigging all the time, they'd have been touring, they'd have been playing, smashing festivals, yeah. and they would have got to number one like that, mm-hmm. right? But because of the whole lockdown thing and, and people are, you know, people aren't seeing live gigs and stuff like that. It was a, it was a battle a for them to get to the money. Yeah, yeah, Do you know what I mean? Does, does that make sense? Aye, 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 absolutely. Aye. Um, it would have just been like another thing in a long line of sort of like, yes, here we go. Aye, Brilliant gig last aye, night. Like they're aye. getting that daily sort of satisfaction and, and like, really keep going, keep going. But aye, that's been that it's such a huge deal for them to be uh, like, fuck we go to number one. I think it's, it's a huge, for, for any, any fan of guitar music, it's a huge fucking deal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Demi Lovato, 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 <laughs> fucking Lovato, Jesus Christ, take that away, uh, <laughs> uh, De- Demi Lovato, like, you know, super, like, international superstar, and they beat her at number one, a guitar band from, Glasgow, East, East, no, East, no East Coast, Lothian, 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 Aye, well. but it's, it's, let's say it's like it's finally it's a weekend thing. Maybe maybe we've kind of turned a corner now. We getting guitar bands back into and mm-hmm. like you know like Capaldi obviously is. I, I love Capaldi, right? I, I don't. I, I, I know people forget a few things to him, but I think he's obviously works a team of songwriters. Fair enough, right? But the songs that he produced, the songs that he's brought out are, are great, right? They're they're, they're yeah. monumental fucking but pop songs. Did that I mean, Beyonce for like working with forty songwriters, aye. or do you know any of these other artists that have like massive teams behind them? Why would what, what, is, is he supposed to know that just because he's with exactly. fucking Gresker? Like no. What's that song? Who run the world? Girls. Mm. Was it forty people wrote that? I'll just put you down as a as a as a credit for. Who yet killed me? I think it's a great you know I mean? idea. I've been pretty vocal about how I think there's a lot of like cracking, like young sort of female Scottish artists out there now that are just about to like take her. But guys yeah. like even like look, is it Lavolpe or what his name is? Like there's a, there is now that uh, Capaldi's almost been like the guy that like broke the barrier, and now there's yeah. other like Joseph and other young male Scottish artists who are in a very sort of pop centric scene that are now starting to come in behind him. So yeah. he's been, you know. Huge for like, yeah. Scottish talent in that it's respect, enjoyed. you know what it's I mean. Like, I think my, that my only criticism of Lewis Capaldi is that he's more of a personality than a musician, Aye. and that sort of Aye. way. Like he's hilariously funny. Aye, he's great, man. He's, he's, he's hilariously he's... funny, <laughs> but as like a like we were talking, as like an artist, mm. I, like, I don't rate him. Right. But I would. He's hilariously funny, and, uh, and he, like you're saying, his songs, it's like, it's throwaway. It's like that, it, it's great, but it's kind of like, aye, it's part of the machine. Yeah. He's part of that machine, and uh, I think that people like the snuts are like not, they're like breaking the machine, do you know what I mean? They're like forcing their way uh, in. Uh, Lewis Capaldi wrote one song, and then they were like, we need to write an album, here's a team of songwriters, let's get into a studio and just churn out something, because we need we need mm-hmm. to capitalise on this. And I think sometimes people have an issue with that. I've got zero issue no, with that, because... Not. He's like young. He's he's Scottish. It's going to bring attention to the Scottish music scene just purely by the fact that he's successful and the fact that you're hearing. This is the the main thing. You're hearing a working class guy at the Brits with a bottle of buck fast, <laughs> no giving a fuck, <laughs> and you're like, perfect, exactly, fucking perfect. Go and ram it down their fucking throat. Uh, what, 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 I mean? what he's done, what he's done essentially is, like you say, he's, he's uh, he, he has he has maybe kind of went down the whole. Uh, the whole road of you know like getting songwriters involved and that kind of stuff but what he's done is like you see he's, he's a Scot- young scottish guy working class he's opened the door 
for fans like the Snuts to, to fucking kick it open. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's opened it that wee that wee creek and the Snuts can fucking kick it and have done, they've kicked it open. That's it. And it's it's it's, it's, it's again shining a light on, on Glasgow music like the way Scottish music, the way that the view did, the way that Franz, yeah. Franz Ferdinand did, yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's opening that fucking spotlight on Scottish music again. So it's, it's a great time to be part of it, and, and it just just so happens that that fucking that that came about that came just about. just in time, just in time. But again, I'm, 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 I'm going to be thirty eight in a, a few a few months, and I'm, I'm by no means thinking that I'm going to fucking change the world musically and stuff. A hundred percent. But what what I would what I would like to do is you know is is just. Just release stuff if and when I can when I think it's fucking worth it. And yeah, mate. From from my own pat myself on my back and hang and, and my own my own ego. Yeah. <laughs> an expression an expression is uh, exactly, right. a much right. healthier way to feed your ego than when maybe we well, were back exactly. in the black arrow exactly. days. Exactly. You know I mean? yeah, 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 Listen, yeah, man, we're an hour and a half in and like we could still be going. We could still be going. Time. I know. We could probably go and get another eight beers. I'm going to pure eye. Uh, should we go and get some cans? No, I'll be, be sleeping. <laughs> I, I would have you back here any time, man. This nice one, I've, I've really enjoyed it, mate. Aye, what it's a chat with it, man. Aye. It's been fucking fantastic. Yeah, mate. listen, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to, I'll talk to a wall, but anyway, so. <laughs> where, can, where can people find you for the listening and the hang? Um, so it's the, the singles on Spotify. So it's Scott Charles on Spotify. Uh, it's with that picture on it. Uh, not, not the other one. There's, there's a, do you know there's a couple of Scott Charles, but I'm not getting that anyway. Don't want my lawyers to phone them and stuff. Uh, that'd just be me putting on the voice. Uh, so it's Scott Charles on Spotify. Uh, it's on Facebook. It's uh, Scott Charles Music UK. On Instagram, it's Scott Charles Music, and on Twitter, it's uh, Scott McBampot. So that was my that was my just my normal everyday life Twitter years ago, and I thought I'm going to just update it and put it as my, my your music. music. One. But I, you can't change the name. That's my that's my tag. That's my app. Scott McBampot. Aye, I learned that one when I tried to promote the single and. Re- Promoted your McBampot Instagram. Listen, mate. Like, I mean, apart from the fact that you, you shared your story about your mental health yeah. and stuff, mate, and I mean this genuinely. I'm not meaning this to be funny. Like, I'm glad you survived it, mate. Cheers, mate. I'm I appreciate so that, glad man. you survived it. Like, thank you very much. Like, everybody that survives these things are fucking warriors, mate. And like to to see somebody that's been in a band and had that disappointment mm-hmm. and. Approaching forty and putting themselves out there. <laughs> no, but listen, like, I mean, I mean, in a complimentary way, you're putting yourself out there, and you've no gave up. On it. Uh-huh. It's inspiring. It's inspiring for every guy who age to go. Do you know what? I'm not going to give up my fucking dream either, and I'm going to go and do it. So, exactly, man. Like so much respect for me, yeah, and it's man. been Cheers, a great conversation that, for me. Mate. Cheers, it has it's been great to see you again, man, and it's been good to reminisce about all times. And like, it's been great to be back in the studio with an actual fucking human being. It's been. I've, I've, I've had a year. I pent up. Not really talking to folk. That's I've kind of went blah, 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 for a bit. Just kind of, aye. I'm going to meet my mate for a few beers now and be like, ah. Getting on to Chat fatigue. No, listen, mate. Thanks very much for yeah, coming and being the first guest on the studio. The no, boy, cheers, man. Thanks a lot. Cheers, cheers bud. bud. Thank cheers, you. Man. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, dude.